0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Bandwagon Podcast. Ryan Michaels here with your boy, Chip Tarnan. What a do? Eagles were down. 17-3. Yeah. 93 yards passing. First half. Yeah. Out comes Carson Wentz MVP version for the second half in overtime. With zero receivers, a slew of tight ends. Mm-hmm. And a game-winning touchdown in overtime to Zach Ertz. If I want to sit here and tell you that I thought that we were going to lose, yeah, I'd be telling the truth because I thought we were going to lose. As did I. But, you know, maybe this is what Carson needed to finally get
1: get there, man. This is what Carson needed was to lose all of his receivers. <laughs> See, the problem is, how is he struggling so poorly so like he was just
0: struggling in general, so bad. Alshon goes out, and everything works, and then Arthel Whiteside side gets cramps, and then he just kills it. That was towards the very end of the game, though.
1: Yeah, I I, I just don't get it. I, uh, yeah, that doesn't make any sense. I mean, listen. I've been saying this for all year now. Just throw Arcega-Whiteside the ball. I, excuse me, Arcega-Whiteside. Get him more reps. Get it, yeah. Just throw it to him. Because I mean, listen. He's he hasn't had many opportunities. I mean, you know, he they throw him out there, but they don't even look at him when you know he's out there. I think you got to give him more reps. Um, Greg Ward has been has been good since he came up from the practice squad. Except that drop pass. Except that yeah. Well. Everyone's dropped on this team, so, you know, um, keeping the trend going. But, I mean, when our single-whiteside went out, you only had Greg Ward as one receiver, and then you had Ertz, Goddard, and Josh Perkins as your, as your tight ends. Let's get into the rest of
0: the game coverage as we get into the podcast. After we talk Eagles, we have a great interview with Steven Schmidt from the Disciples of Ed show. It's on the Any Podcast team, but that was a great interview. Really knowledgeable when it comes to the Flyers and what's happening this year. Talk about Elaine Vigneault, the young core, and what we really need to do, especially when it comes to injuries and how to actually keep this success going that we have so far. Um, after then, we talk to the Sixers because, you know, they're killing it. Mm-hmm. 17-7. Yep. About to uh, we go up against the Nuggets tonight. Yep, Can't really talk about that game because we're going to be recording right before it, but... I'm Hopefully, hoping to God that we yeah. don't lose on a game-winning shot
1: again. Hopefully it's revenge time. And if they come out with some Josh Richardson's firing. back. And yes, he's back tonight, yeah.
0: And finally, we have two big signings for the Phillies. Yep. Zach Wheeler.
1: And... As of like an hour ago,
0: D.D. Gregorius.
1: <laughs> one year. It's a one-year deal. 14 mil. One year 14, really? Yep. Oh, wow. And Zach Wheeler's 5 for 118 mil. All
0: right. Well, I mean, you pretty much covered everything. I don't have anything left to say,
1: Chippy. So, what you say? Cue that rocky music.
2: You're listening to a Philly Sports Nation production, enhancing your Philly sports experience.
0: All right, let's get another and talk some birds, baby. Go birds, go birds. But not like a super go birds. You know, the, the struggle against the giants is. Um, I'm not taking away from the win. That was a very exciting win. I was. Let me just put it this way. First half Eagles. Go <laughs> go birds. Second half Eagles go birds. Yes. Accurate. I mean, no, especially Carson Wentz. Yeah.
1: Look. It, it, the less weapons he had, the better he did. Oh, yeah. What happened? That's what
2: it was. What happened, dude?
1: I wish I could tell you, man. I really do. I, it, it's just I don't know. I really don't know. I mean, guys were dropping like flies out there, and Wentz was just like, "All right, whatever. I'll just throw it to whoever's you know, just throw whoever you want out there." They were even thinking about throwing Josh McCown at that receiver. I know that was hot. <laughs> that was, that was incredible. Was if, um, well, it was Josh
0: Perkins. Yep. It, Dallas Goddard didn't really get much time out there.
1: Yeah, he had one uh, he had one big play in the fourth quarter that got got him into, I guess, the red zone. It wasn't really the red zone, but it, it was a big play. Um, but other than that, he didn't do much. Ertz had a humongous game. Uh, you know, Perk. I mean, Boston Scott really stepped up. Um, you know, because Sanders went out for a little bit with cramps. Uh, but, I mean, Boston Scott's second half was incredible. Um you know Perkins played really well. Uh, Greg Ward has played well since he came out from the practice squad. Um, like I said, other the, than that drop pass again, uh, yeah. yeah. But and like I said before, just I really like White Whiteside. I think you just got to give him more touches. And I really don't know what we're gonna do. He's a receiver. first year player. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and that's what they need. They need experience, um, especially in big games like that. Uh, it just sucks that he went out with cramps for that, you know, that that uh, stretch at the end there. Um, Josh Perkins had a huge catch. Yeah. I mean, a lot of guys had really big, a lot of no names really had really big, you know, clutch moments. And that was all thanks to Carson Wentz as well.
0: I saw Chris Long on Twitter. He like, this guy got to go out there and th- throw to people that don't even have pictures on the team website right. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and still take flack on social media.
1: Right. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> yeah, he's been taking so much crap as of late, um, I mean, I guess I mean it's fair because you know the team's been struggling, but that second half, he came out and he was on a mission, and he got it done. That was hot. It was. That was hot. It was very hot. That's the Carson once I want to see. We need him for the next three games. Yeah. We. Yes. It, dude, it's I can't believe if we win these next three games, we're going to make the playoffs. That's that doesn't seem real. It really it just our division is poop garbage. No, it's poop. <laughs> Well, I mean, That's look. crazy, man. I, I just don't know what we're going to do it a receiver moving forward.
0: Uh, Josh McCown. Wide receiver one. <laughs> <laughs> Alshon Jeffries out for the year he's at, with he, a significant foot injury, which is definitely be. an Achilles injury, and they're just not saying it.
1: Uh, he, he himself said he heard a pop. Um, they don't think it's an Achilles injury. I mean.
0: If you hear a pop. If you hear a
1: pop, it can't be good. So, you know, we're assuming the worst, and he's most likely out for the rest of the year. You know, Jackson's out for the year already. You know, I don't even want Agu- Aguilar to play, honestly, because he stinks that bad. hmm So, you're looking at, you know, Ortega Whiteside, Ward. And a three-tight end set. And Josh Perkins. Because, <laughs> you know, they've been saying they. I mean, Perkins is kind of a smaller guy. He's, like, he can play receiver if you wanted him to. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> But, I mean, that's what you're looking at, I guess. I mean, I don't know, you know, if we can make any moves. I mean, you can't really trade because... You know, deadline, obviously. I don't know if there's anyone available. I don't even know if you can sign people at this point. Um, So, maybe you can call someone up from the practice squad. I mean, we signed uh, Mark and Michelle uh, to the practice squad. Maybe you can bring him up. I I really don't know. I mean, we don't have a lot of options at receiver. So, you're looking at J.J., Ward, and Perkins as of right now.
0: Now, question for you. Looking at the next three games that we have. Yeah. Yeah. The only tough one should be Dallas, right? But after watching last night's game, do we struggle against the Redskins and do we struggle against the Giants in the Meadowlands?
1: I don't think the Redskins, um, because they are just really their butt in shambles. Um, Dwayne Haskins has played very, very poorly. Um, and he's hurt. Dwayne Haskins hurt? Yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, he, he, he couldn't put any weight on one leg.
1: Oh, really? Oof. Yeah. They're um, not
0: saying that he is really, but like, yeah, he's he's definitely not healthy.
1: All right, well, I don't really know who else healthy there. I don't know who their starting quarterback is going to be, but um, I really don't. I mean, Darius Geis is out again. I mean, he only played like three games in his career so far, um, so he's hurt. Um, so I mean, they don't really have any other weapons other than maybe Terry McLaurin. Um, so I mean, if you don't you don't pull a Darius Slayton to Dar- Terry McLaurin, that's all. I mean, that's all you got to do basically, because we gave up two touchdowns to Darius Slayton at 150 yards. So just don't do that, and you'll be good. <laughs> <laughs> that was pathetic. I mean... That defensive showing in the
0: first half also was pathetic. It was. It was
1: very bad. Yeah, I mean, just don't... You know, you, you can't give up big plays to bad... Slayton I mean, was
0: double-covered, and he didn't even run a route the second time. <clears throat> yeah, he just
1: ran right past both of the guys. I mean, it was, that was terrible defense. I mean, you, listen, you can't give up the big plays to teams like that, because, you know, they're going to...
0: The score shouldn't even have been close. Right. See, that's I mean, the problem.
1: Th- their only mission is to beat you. You know, they don't care, you know, if... They're if eliminated he, from playoff contention. Right, th- their, only, their only obligation right now is to beat and try and get you out of the playoff race. I mean, that's what their goal is, and that's what they're going to try to do. And, you, and if you give up the big plays to them, you know, that's only going to fuel their fire. So, that's something you can't do. Yeah, I, I can't say I expect
0: anything at all for the rest of the year. Yeah. I'm hoping for the playoff berth, but we're just gonna have to watch and see. It, it really does all depend because no one in the NFC East looks good.
1: If <laughs> yeah, well, listen. Here's the deal: if Carson Wentz can play the way he did in that second half, there's no one can stop him, and not even the good teams. I'm I'm telling you, he's that good of a player. I, I just he was he was a man on a mission. You have to keep that same mentality going forward for the rest of the year, and the defense has to, has to take that. And watch what Carson Wentz did, and you know, apply the same mentality because there. I mean, the defense was horrid in the first half, and you know, uh, to to a bad team, and you
0: just can't, you can't let it happen. In overtime, as soon as Carson got the ball, I was like, he's going to win this game yep. on this drive yep. at this very time. Yep, and he just boom, 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 boom. boom Zach Yep. That was what I remember from 2017. That's why I got his jersey immediately yeah. in 2017. Yep, That's the stuff that I want to see more often. And that's what will shut up all the people on Twitter. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah, it will. You I play mean, like that, go ahead and tell them, right. oh, yeah, you know, I just did this.
1: Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. I mean, if you keep playing like that, you know, the, the people on Twitter who are saying that's on Lentz are going to be gone. Bang, bang. Bang, bang, baby. Oh, man. Let's see that that got me so why can't dude listen why can't we just destroy a team okay the the eagles are killing me remember that broncos game a few years back where we just decimated them yeah why can't we do that anymore the eagles are making me lose my mind because every game is just i i want to die <laughs> like it's just and it's a nail biter every game they're they're always they always either win or lose by a touchdown. Yeah. Just destroy a team. Why, why can't you do that? Oh, it's always got to be a close game. Yeah. Just go to Washington, score 50 on them, and leave. That's all you got to do. If that happens, I'd be so aroused. Uh, me too.
0: Oh, man. You can't get me excited like that because
1: now i'm <laughs> I'm hoping that happens I mean I well me too but I don't know if it will I mean it it can but I doubt it will because you know they just love to they love to play with our minds
0: we'll we'll see how it goes next week and you know if, if that does happen or if it's a game that like they win like thirty to twelve right that that's where it'll we'll be like okay they're back they're back to normal I'm not gonna say to, to be an amazing but like okay I know what to expect Well, the rest and, are pretty
1: poor or a really bad team yeah, they're bad so, I mean, listen. They should put up a good showing against them. That's all I'm going to say.
0: Should and will are two different things. That's well, Chip. I didn't, you know this. I didn't. I didn't say they were the same thing. All right. Well, let's take this excitement. And I mean, you know what? I have mixed emotions. I think we all do. Here's the thing: Eagles don't pull a first half. All right, and you're good. Exactly. <laughs> So let's shift the focus away from the Eagles for now. And we're in the midst of hockey season. We have a great interview, Stephen Schmidt from the Disciples of Ed show. Take a listen to this guy because that was one of the best interviews I've ever taken part of. Um, Very knowledgeable. The info that he was spitting out was just truth. And uh, yeah, let's get started on that. All right, so let's get started here. So, from the Disciples of Ed show on the Always Next to Your Podcast, we have Steven Schmidt to talk Flyers. How you doing, Steve? I'm doing well. How you doing? Thanks oh, you, no problem. You know, living the dream. Thanks for being on. So, yeah. <laughs> we've had some ups and downs this season so far, looking actually pretty good. Usually, a tradition on this podcast is to crap on the Flyers 24 seven, and usually they do well when we do so. Is that something that you agree with? Um. Yeah, well, May,
2: it's actually been a very positive year. There's been very few reasons to be negative, it seems like, but when those moments come, I will usually go on like a 15-minute rant about
0: why it's happening. <laughs> so, with this season so far, we've seen a lot of the young core that Ron Hextall developed come up and actually have some meaningful minutes in the NHL. Uh, how are you feeling about Morgan Frost, Joel Faraby? Any uh, negatives, any positives? Uh, really, the only negative is that
2: their points aren't coming so much anymore, but, you know, that's to be expected. And what they're not producing, the older core is stepping up, which is fantastic to see. But, um, yeah, Ron Hextel really did this team a huge favor. He kind of, like, was a lesser Sam Hickey for us, mm-hmm. getting these draft picks and uh, prospects. And uh, he just didn't want to play them the team Like And now that they're up here, thanks to Chuck Butcher, Alain Vigneault, they're killing it. Morgan Frost is that type of kill that we haven't seen on the Flyers, in you no know, god, like five years since Claude Giroux could really continue to do it, but he hasn't had the help. Um, Joel Faraby just plays a completely all-around game, which I really like. I'm really looking forward to see him on the penalty kill. Um, other than that, Philip Myers finally like, finding his game and consistency with uh, Mikey uh, El and system. So uh, yeah, it's fantastic to see, and obviously Carter Hart,
0: the future. He's the truth. He's the truth. Now I want to go back to a little bit more Elaine Vigneault. From what we've seen from Dave Hackstall in the past, who I hate even bringing up in the first place, Elaine Vigneault actually calls out the older veterans on his team when they're when they're underperforming. It, does that have a significant role on how this team has played as one this year?
2: I think it really has. Um, it is good to see, I and mean, he doesn't like really come out as so much like a jerk. Uh, when he's doing it, because, you know, he's he's right, and he's honest. And he really kind of, like, spins it, like, positively. He's like, hey, we know he can be better.
0: He's got to be better. You know, Jake Voracek. uh, Especially Jake Voracek. But, uh,
2: yeah, they do seem to be responding. JVR, he's playing fourth line role, and he's still double producing given that role outside of power play. And then Kevin Hayes, who I knew wasn't going to, like, light it up with points, but he has seemed to really, like, find his groove. Claude um, Drew is still God. He's still constantly doing well. Jake Voracek, he was literally that you know key example of, hey, one of our players is struggling, put him online with Sean Couturier and he'll get it back going. Um, another thing about Vigneault and his system, it seems like, is the worst games that we have is still better than what we've seen with like Dave Hackstall and like Craig Berube. It's
0: fantastic. Yeah, I I agree with you there, 100%. I mean, we really haven't seen quite the injury bug hit until Travis Konechny just left with a concussion. How much of an impact is that really going to have? How long do you think he's going to be out? A month, month and a half? and uh, tough to tell with concussions. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's a rough sport, so you don't want to rush him out there again. He'll just get hurt again. You got Joel Farabee being the child that he is, getting his wisdom, wisdom teeth surgery taken out. Uh, so. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it, the the young cores really proven themselves to actually be at least somewhat ready. uh How much more development do you think that we're going to see over this year and over the next couple? and do you think this team is actually going to be a contender soon or is it going to be If we keep playing like we have been
2: then we might finally get past that first round it's been so long um, <laughs> but uh, yeah the, the, the young core stepping up, and like I said, when they're not the the older core now um, they seem to be stepping up uh, Konechny has had one hell of a year um, he leads the team in points by about six but that is really a benefactor of him just figuring it out and being a perfect uh, type of player for the system and then also playing with like Sean Couturier and then way he's not playing with Couturier he's with Drew and uh, Frost and it's just great to see the guy I haven't mentioned Lindblom he to me could do no wrong He may make, like, an iffy play, but to me, I'm like, I know what he's trying to do. It's a right play. It's smart. But, yeah, I think connecting going down right now with a concussion, again, you never know when it's going to, how long he's going to be out for. It could be a week. It could be, like, three months. It could be a migraine disorder
0: like Nolan Patrick. I was about to bring that up, too. (laughs) Philadelphia sports in general are just plagued with the worst possible misfortunes to ever, ever really happen. Um, of course, migraine disorders because you can't really predict that. There's nothing you can really do to repair that.
2: I... I, I'm of the opinion that it's just a fancy term for he has PTSD or no uh, PTE. <laughs>
0: CTE. He's
2: got a bad concussion. <laughs> yeah, CTE.
1: Is yeah. Basically, what it is, yeah. That's what, I mean, that's the that's the disease that you know the NFL players get. So, um, I mean, it could be that you don't know, but uh, it just sucks to you know have that type of guy, go down with that type of injury. It's just unfortunate.
2: I, yeah. yeah. I, like I, the one time where it's not like an on-the-ice thing, where right. you see that Noel Patrick's out, and they coin it up as the migraine disorder, I think he's still, like, coming off of some sort of concussion, and he's just trying to figure it out. He's been He's reached out to Dan Carcillo. Uh, I think that's great. Hopefully, eventually, Noel Patrick would come back. He would solidify the depth that we have this year even more so.
0: So, with the attack this year, we've seen the Flyers be a little bit more aggressive. Um, what do you see that's different from past years? That We've just seen them actually playing as a team. They're exciting again. Last year, my main complaint was they didn't care to go out there. They weren't even having fun, and it wasn't fun hockey to watch. What about Elaine Vigneault's no. system specifically has changed that? Um,
2: I think it's Vigneault. He really adapts really well during the games. Um, like you know, start off with like a dolphin chase, and then he changes it out to actually more like controlled entries. Um, someone just came out with an article about it, and I can't remember who it was, unfortunately. But it's good to see like there are adjustments; they're not just sitting back. I was at the uh, game Tuesday against Toronto, and I was there with my sister. I'm like, hey, it's great to see the Flyers have a one goal lead with like five minutes left, and Travis Konecki still getting ice time. As I said that, he scored. It's just. Great to see. He actually trusts these young players outside, of, like the Ivan Provarov. like your, your guys that you know are like solid all around. Um, he's actually trusting them. He's not scratching them. When he scratches someone like Ghost, it makes sense, and it seems like it's helped him turn it around so far. Um, other than that, it's just great to see. Like, like the, the core hasn't really changed much outside, like just the younger uh, players coming in, but this team for the first time in so long, are actually making, like, short, crisp passes to each other. That I remember watching the playoffs, the other teams, like, doing this. I'm like, why can't the Flyers do this? Seems like we can finally
1: do it. I mean, yeah. I mean, uh, and, and, you know, going, uh, going back to, like, because my, my biggest thing last year with this team was consistency. Um, you know, you really didn't see that with, that, with this team last year because, you know, they would go on, you know, a little bit of a win streak, and then they would just fall off and lose, like, five straight. You know, do you see yeah. this team, because, you know, we've been, we've been playing really well as of late. Do you see this team, you know, kind of keeping that up, or do you, you know... See them leveling off, right, more or less. You know, are, are they capable of, of, you know, keeping this play up? I think
2: they are, as long as Hart and Ellie continue to play well. Um, I mean, right now, it does, this is like a real true, like, test for the team, with Me going down, Myers getting his back spasms um, to overcome these injuries. Before, you know, it was Raffle out, or it was Lawton. It was Lawton before who was out, and then, you know, other people came, kind of like stepped up. We had that revolving door of like a fourth line center. Um, we're still kind of searching that on the fourth line, but they have been better. Um, now, with Raffle out, it's, you know, what, what do they do with the fourth line center? And Horubiev kind of can't seem to find his consistency. But, um, yeah, Myers and Connecty being out right now is. Like The true test of you know injuries are going to happen. Sometimes they happen in bunches. Can they get through this? I think they can. Um, maybe we're not winning. Maybe we're not getting 16 points in 19 games again, but we'll still be able to control like where we are in the uh, metro. We won't dip too far. I don't think we'll really get much higher than we are right now, but there's potential for it. I'm just hoping to see it out of this team to overcome this injury
1: bug. Yeah. Uh, now, you mentioned, uh, you know, obviously the goalies, Brian Elliott and Carter Hart. You know, uh, Brian Elliott, obviously, you know, he's a veteran. He's been doing this for a long time. But Carter Hart, obviously, as we know, is a, is a young guy. Um, do you see these two guys, you know, keeping up this type of play? And are they capable of it? I mean, because, you know, Carter Hart, obviously, you know, we're all hoping that he's the future I, of this team.
0: Carter, Carter Hart's really proven that he can. Brian Elliott has been back
1: and forth. Right. but. It, I don't see him choking. I just see, like, this tandem, I'm guessing. Like, can this tandem be... It, it basically depends on Brian Elliott's health. Am I wrong there,
2: right. Steve? I, would, I was 100% going to say that. <laughs> so... Really, it, it really depends if Elliott can just avoid getting, like, his usual two injuries a year. Okay.
0: Every single time he ends up getting hurt, that's where the Flyers end right. up suffering. So it's kind that's of... true, yeah. And that's the same thing with any position, though. It's We just talked about it with Travis Konechny. That can really it's not going to ruin the team, but it does cause some defunct on certain lines. Right. If you have to shift around players, you have to shift around the lines. I mean, you shift around the lines, you have to make sure that the players can actually have some chemistry to build. But so, yeah, and it seems like we
2: have like this year, it seems like we've got duos and it's just a matter of just putting like that third player onto that line. Like right now, it's like Katori and Lindblom, right. um, Drew and maybe Frost right now, but I think Drew connecting really, Found that chemistry, like some of the prettiest assists we've seen this year was connecting to Drew or Frost. Yep. Right. And then, other than that, you have a uh, Hayes and uh Farabee. No matter how many times Hayes uh, took away some of, uh, uh, the four uh, first career goals from uh, Farabee by being offside. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, they they seem to develop that chemistry as like a solid like third line pair, and they go out there play the game really well, play the right way, and everything. You know, they get bugs deep. and they are producing points now, which is good to see. Fourth line is really, you know, you got Pidwick, who I I love Tom Pidwick. He's a great fourth line player. It's just a matter of finding that fourth line center until Nolan Patrick hopefully comes back, until, you know, Konechny comes back, and maybe even bumping Lawton down there and then bringing up um, more of a skilled um, two-way guy from the Phantoms. But I think... This is the most depth we've seen, and I think, you know, the team overall can really keep it going. It's just a matter. Can stay healthy? Carter Hart, he might get through some problems, but he'll be fine. Yeah.
0: Now, who is the next big name to come out of Lehigh Valley? I was just looking that up, and
2: it's tough. I mean, if he kills in the AHL. He just seems like a quad A guy. Um, you just can't put together any sort of consistency at the NHL level. I was hoping he could find it with Vigneault. Not so much looking like that right now. Um, other than that, I'm a huge Nicholas Albi kubel fan, but I think his waiver um, eligibility kind of, like, hurts that. Um, Rubsov's hurt again, which sucks, because I really like him coming up and being a great, like, two-way guy, kind of like Petore was at the beginning of his career. Right. Other than that, you know, Isaac Ratcliffe, he's just a really big dude who's skilled, but he's really got to adjust like this older and heavier game it seems like other than that
0: there's not much really right now yeah well at least they're all finally coming up and playing that that's the thing that we're happy to see it's like a yeah. nice little jolt of energy into a into a team that was dying and I hate to say dying but what was fun about the Flyers past, I would say since 2012 nothing um, yeah, yeah
1: after that Yager year not much nothing yeah, yeah that's true
0: now yes, this... it really hasn't been much, but it's been like boring coaches, yep, boring systems, overplaying veterans that are clearly dumb and not giving like these young guys a chance that we're finally seeing. Yeah. But yeah. It's just it's good to see now
2: and uh now that we have the majority of these guys up, it's a matter of like, okay, these are other guys, you know, Maxime Sushko, uh, who has the best name. And <laughs> not David Case right now. I think they're two guys that I'm really intrigued about, but they seem like your bottom six
1: kind of guys. Interesting.
0: So, if we're going to go back to the way that the younger guys have played, and I, and I know Ivan Provorov is a different animal. He's really good. That overtime game-winning goal was one of the sickest goals I've ever seen in my life. Can oh, we, yeah. can we talk a little bit about great, that? great, but it was just a move, was just,
2: He It was like that move was so sick that this talk is going in the net
0: despite how he shoots it. <laughs> if we're gonna keep it on defensemen, though, uh let's talk a little bit of Shane Goss to spare before we start wrapping up. Uh what was the deal with the trade talks with Toronto regarding him? Is there any fruition to that? Or was that more or less just speculation? it's probably speculation. You know, they just fired Babcock. They kinda need more offensive help on the defensive side.
2: Mm-hmm. But firing Babcock is really like allowing them to have Tyson on leash. I don't think that there really will be a trade for Shane Goss' fair. I saw, I didn't necessarily see Toronto. I saw Montreal. Okay. okay. And that kind of confused me because um, I, I just look at Montreal's like lineup, and unless you're giving me like a first-round pick, I don't want a trade goes to this team. They don't have much else on like their prospect list that really like jumps out at me.
1: Right. Unless they got Cole Caulfield
0: but they wouldn't trade him. Now... I don't remember where he went, though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the Habs got themselves a nice new young goalie coming up, too, so... Let's see how uh, that goes. Yeah, uh, Yeah. That's, a. Uh... But they still carry Price for, like, another 17 years. <laughs> yeah, but Carey Price is, uh, getting old. So let's leave he's it at that. He's still, yeah, he's still good. He's still good. He is still good. Now, who's the biggest threat that you see coming at the Flyers and the Metro?
2: Not uh, Washington. Uh, Pittsburgh will always be there. The Islanders, and just because of Barry Trotz, they always. Every Barry Trotz team concerns me because they're always going to be good. Um, Carolina is a team I'm really high on, but I think like we'll like be neck and neck with them throughout the year. And it seems like that we can beat them this year, which is nice. So not too concerned with them. Um, Yeah, I think I think it was the game against the Capitals a couple weeks ago that really like showed us. I think it was the Wednesday night game where we had a terrible uh, first period and then we came out kind of like dominated and just showed that we can play on par with them and that was good to see. Though Washington, Pittsburgh, and the Islanders are probably the big three, but I can see four teams making the playoffs of the Metro.
1: Wow, maybe even five. Depends on how it works.
0: I don't like the new playoffs. (laughs) <laughs> yeah it, it is what it is you know <laughs> we don't we don't make those rules the guys with the big suits do but yeah let's uh, see how it comes in they gotta change it change it back we can pray
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> now do you have anything that you want to add or anything that you're doing lately with your podcast that you want to talk about um yeah we're
2: kind of going through a transition right now um where you know each show is going to kind of be its own entity We'll still have the always next year name with it, but um, like my show that's type of a um, our showrunner Rob, um, we're gonna have a meeting soon to discuss it. I totally forgot to tell them, remind them that I was doing this, but oh well, <laughs> well, thanks. Um, <laughs> I, I did tell them, I just forgot to like remind them, like, oh yeah, tonight's tonight, but yeah, um, we you know trying to you know find some more things to do to like really get our names out there, which is why I'm thanking you guys again for having me on the show. Um, but yeah, other than that, is just you know, follow us on Twitter. Um, it'll be at Disciples of Ed. Um, I don't think there's any underscores. Uh, the main podcast, Twitter, is at A&Y Podcast. And then me, I'm at Schmitty324. Other than that, just see what we tweet. We're funny. Um, <laughs> we're very, very angry sometimes. And me, I... So are we, trusting? They, they, they
0: get me. riled up. You, you want to listen to his whiskey right? ramble? I'm. I'm not even kidding. That's <laughs> hilarious. Uh, whiskey ramble, yeah. That's literally me
2: drinking whiskey on like an hourish show with uh, my co-host Shane. That's just us complaining about life. That's incredible. I well, need to.
0: That that is the life. I wish I could do the same.
2: Yeah. See, no? we haven't been recording so many of those shows because work has been so stressful, and I try to like leave it off for like a Saturday and then matter of it, working with Shane's schedule and then
0: we can go with it. But it's always a good time. Well, you heard it there first. If you want to listen to any good Flyers talk, Steve is a wizard, a goddamn wizard. <laughs> so give, give a show a listen, uh, follow A&Y Podcast on Twitter, give Schmidt a follow. Just do it.
1: Just do it. Great stuff. All right, brother. Thanks for coming on.
0: Appreciate it. Anytime. Take it easy. All right, well, that was a nice change of pace. Get some flyers talking. How'd you feel?
1: Uh, Good. That was a great interview. Go check them out.
0: Yeah, go follow any podcast. uh, Give the Disciples of Ed show a listen whiskey rambles are hilarious, so I definitely recommend those and it's three two four on Twitter and it's the any podcast on Twitter as well uh so on that note, let's uh shift the lines away from hockey and let's talk some sixers basketball so is yes, there it might have started off a little uh on the rattles, but how do you think the team's rebounded since their struggles early on?
1: great. Uh, team's playing really well as of late. I uh, love what the love what the bench has been doing, especially like Matisse Thybul and James Ennis and Furkan coming off the bench. Um, Richardson has been out the last few games, but he's back tonight against the Nuggets, so that's good to hear. Uh, he's in the starting lineup, so that should be good. And uh,
0: Ben Simmons had a thirty-four point game where he hit a three and it was hot.
1: Yeah, it was. It was indeed.
0: Does this mean that he's going to start taking more jump shots in general?
1: Yes, that's great. It is.
0: See, that's what, that's what I needed today.
1: Brett Brown even said he wants to take he wants Ben Simmons to take at least one three-pointer a game.
0: See, it, it, it's not that hard. No. If, if you're open, why not just huck it up? Yeah, I happens. mean, listen,
1: all you have to do is call a timeout, get a set play for Ben to shoot a three, and you're good. You won't want one a game? There it is.
0: Yeah, it's pretty pretty simple. Yep. It's not like you can't hit him. He's proven to us that he can.
1: Yep. He's two of three. Two, two of three from three this year. That's hot.
0: Yep. Uh, Matisse had a really big game.
1: I love Matisse, man. Love him. Love it. Getting his jersey for Christmas. Are you? Yep. Nice. Nice. I'm also going to a Miles Sanders jersey, but that's just... Dude, you love Miles Sanders. I do.
0: Is Matisse your Miles Sanders for basketball? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I thought so. Um, Joel didn't really look that great against Toronto.
1: Yeah, it was weird. He Um, didn't look
0: like... Like, he was enjoying it at all. Our yeah. like own Sixers Nation had a tweet where they were like, should we worry about his mental health? But, yeah, you know, again, I think this is something where we have to consider. They are people out there. If they had a really crappy day, it might show. I know you're paid not to do that, but sometimes it just
1: is what it is. Definitely. Um, yeah, maybe just a bad day in general from him. Uh, you know, you know stats-wise, he didn't play a great game. He only had 10 points. Um, but we got the win. Um, so, I mean, if that's, if that's the case, uh, you know, if he's not good mentally, uh, we just don't know. I mean, we've only seen him one game, you know, if it's a was, consistent issue, if, right. if
0: we see this more than once, it's like, uh, boy, right. here we go. But I, I, I think that that's just, it's speculation, but that's what, that's what everybody does. It's what the yeah. media does. I mean, listen, what he, had, do. he had
1: a bad game where he had zero points and then he came back and scored, you know, I forget how much he scored, but he had a good game after that. Um. So maybe it was just an off night. Maybe, you know, hopefully he'll bounce back tonight.
0: And, and if he can bounce back tonight, that would be great. Yeah. That would, that would just be great. I, I want to see him have a good showing.
1: I want them to come out and, you know, come out with some fire because, you know, especially what happened last time. Uh, You know, we're literally watching the pregame right now, and they're showing highlights of the previous game where, you know, Jokic had that game winner. And, um, you know, uh, I, I want them to come out with some fire. And, you know, I want them to... Uh, you know, kind of a, have a revenge game of sorts. Yeah, um, you know, because that was just such a heartbreaking loss last time, and um, you know, hopefully, definitely looking for the win, and you know, just hopefully seeing some fire from Embiid, especially just, mm-hmm. just because of you know, like you said, that that struggle, the, you know, the game he struggled was he only scored ten points. So, um, and and
0: have some fun out there, you know. Well, we this get, might be a Josh Richardson game too. Yeah, maybe. I always try to say his name too fast and do will never pronounce it right. Josh Richardson. Josh Richardson. <laughs> it's fine, yeah. Yeah.
1: But I mean listen, maybe I mean Tobias is playing well as of late, maybe it's, you know, maybe, I need him to keep playing maybe. like that though. Yeah.
0: If you're gonna get a max contract, you gotta earn it and I need to see more of that. Definitely.
1: Definitely. Or
0: I'll be I will not be a happy camper come the end of the year. But I do like I I like Toby to begin with, yep. so.
1: And Ben Simmons needs to keep being aggressive. Um, and then Embiid needs to have fun.
0: That jazz game was great. It was. That was great. That was a great game. Ben was just like, not here, not today, not ever. Who was rookie of the year? <laughs> yeah. Me. And they're showing highlights of that as we speak. They are. Sweet. Um, is there anything, I know the schedule's kind of tough coming up. Yeah. So, got Boston, got Miami, got the Mavs coming in. Uh, Do you think that we're going to struggle against Boston? Uh, They do have Gordon Hayward back early, which, of course,
1: (laughs) I I don't know. Um, You know, obviously we played them the first game of the year, and you know we got the better of them that time. Uh, But they're a different team. I mean, they've they played really, really well. You know, really ever since that that first game, Mm -hmm. Um, they won nine straight after that game. So. You know they're still a good team. Um, you, you know, obviously they lost Kyrie and they lost you know a couple bench pieces, but they're still good. Kemba's been playing really, really well. Um, you know, Tatum obviously is going to be there. Hayward, like you said, is coming back, and you know their bench is still pretty decent. Uh, Marcus Smart is always going to be there off that bench. Um, so, and they're well coached. You know, obviously Brad Stevens is still is still a great coach. Um, so they're always you know they they're always going to be there right with us, probably at the top of the East along with Milwaukee. And, you know, if Toronto keeps playing it, what they do. Um, Now, we play
0: the Bucks on Christmas or Christmas Eve? Christmas.
1: Christmas Day. No,
0: that's going to be a game.
1: Yeah. They always save the best games for Christmas Day.
0: Uh, uh, (laughs) Oh. I just... I want to see Embiid go off. I need it. I need it, Chip. I need it!
1: Yeah, man. Hopefully it happens. Hopefully it comes out tonight, or preferably... Against the Celtics because we hate them so much and just destroy them. Look, I Or just, both. Yeah, both. <laughs>
0: you give me the trifecta and Christmas.
1: We're watching Charles Barkley right now.
0: Yeah, I mean, did you see the video of him chucking an egg at Shaq's head? It was hilarious. <laughs> like idiots on the show. <laughs> I know. It's like the basketball show that they don't even talk about basketball half yeah, the time.
1: Half the time they don't talk about basketball. Half the time they do, and then.
0: The rest of the time they're just ripping on each other. Right, right. But let's uh <laughs> <Shaq>. <laughs> love them. I know. Let's put the balls back on the rack. I I'm done with basketball for the night. Let's see how they do against the Nuggets and you know, again, a very tough stretch coming up. Hopefully so. come
1: out with a win tonight and get some revenge.
0: We need it. We do. Can we get a game-winning shot as revenge?
1: That'd be nice. Or a blowout. Yeah, that would be even better. Embiid scores 40. Oh. Simmons hits a 3. No. Simmons hits two threes. Oh, career high. Oh.
0: (laughs) Dude, I'm I'm waiting for the game where it's just like Ben Simmons for another three.
1: That's good. (laughs) (laughs) He's feeling it from deep. He is six for six.
0: Okay, well. Look, a boy can dream. A boy can dream, all right?
1: That's true. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Maybe in like two years, two or three years maybe.
0: Dude, I'm waiting for it.
1: Six for six from three for Ben Simmons.
0: (laughs) Oh. Six for six with forty five points yep oh uh, triple double, I mean, yeah that I would mean. be that would be nice <laughs> all right, and let's finally walk it off we've had a very eventful show, our emotions have been all sorts of up and down, especially with the Eagles game, yeah, but the Phillies have signed Zach wheeler, hold on wait, are we talking good Phillies right now? We're talking good. Yeah, they're doing good. What? Yeah. Yeah, look. I mean, they signed Zach Wheeler, 5 years, 118, yep. and Didi Gregorius, you said 1 year, 14 14 mil. Dude, you know, I like it. Looking at Didi Gregorius's like history as a player is a lot better than looking at his last year. Well, he was hurt most of the year. Yeah, he was recovering from Tommy John surgery. Right. I mean, I, mean, I can't expect him to be Right. At his peak performance, he played,
1: he played well in the postseason, if I recall. Am I so, wrong about that? Yeah, he's all right. Yeah, he did okay. He did good, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean he's just, he's a, he's a Girardi guy, you know. I mean, you know, Gir- Girardi bar- brought him into New York and really turned his career around. He did. Um, so, you know, it just remains to be seen where he's going to play. I mean, I'm assuming he's going to play shortstop, and then they'll move Segura, you know, to second or third, or I don't know where he's going to play him. Um, so. But he's he's most likely going to play shortstop for this year, because you know that's where he's best. And you know Segura has played second in the past. Uh, actually, he had his best statistical year when, that's did, when he played second for Arizona that one year. So,
0: so third base we're going to leave open, but we got Gregorius, Segura, Hoskins, yep, uh, Nola at the one. Wheeler is going to be our second in the rotation, I believe. Yep. Arietta after then, and then. Last two are kind of...
1: Yeah, I'm just... I mean, listen, I'm hoping we're getting a lefty so we can throw in the middle of... You know, maybe throw him in the middle between Wheeler and Arrieta. Because um, we, need, we need one so desperately in, in the rotation.
0: I mean, if you can get Mad Bum... Yeah. If...
1: I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, I've heard... If Quentin
0: can go out there and get Mad Bum for...
1: In, how much is he asking
0: for? Is he asking he's, a high price?
1: He's, I think he's only asking for, which is crazy, only asking for 100 mil, which is <laughs> really not a lot. I mean, in terms of you know, we've seen Strasburg get you know 245 mil, 35 mil a year. Um, you know, Garrett Cole's gonna what's be, Garrett Cole going to get? Fifty. Garrett, Garrett Cole's going to be getting. You know, he's going to get probably over 300 mil uh, with his deal. Um, probably to the Yankees, unfortunately. Um, but uh yeah I mean I don't think Bumgarner is asking for a lot. Now, you know, in terms of real money, 100 mil is a lot, but in terms of baseball, not it's not really that much. Yeah. Um we gave Wheeler 118 mil. You know, if we can give that if if we can get a similar deal for Bumgarner, I am all in for that. Um so,
0: now if you're going after Rendon though, if 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 the front office decides to go after Anthony Rendon. Yeah. Doesn't that really limit the capability of getting Madison Bumgarner, especially if you want to add a couple arms like Adele and Batances to your bullpen?
1: Well, I think I think I think you can get probably Rendon and Bumgarner. After that, it's probably going to be tough. Um, you know, you're probably not going to be able to get a guy like Batanzas for your bullpen. But we just need some. We just need someone back there. We we just need anybody really, because the bullpen was just so poor last year. Um, anybody other than Hector Neris, I'll be good. That's all I'm saying. Um, so, you know. Yeah, you know, maybe it does hinder, you know, the level of bullpen arms, but just get someone back there. That's all I care about, really, because he was just so bad last year. I feel like anyone else back there would be better. Yeah. So that's my that's my thinking. Um, you know, hopefully Klontzak is thinking the same way because that would be awesome if we can get Rendon and Bumgarner, and I'd be good.
0: Now is Real Muto secured?
1: No, but they're they're in talks with uh, they're in serious talks actually. Last time I heard. Um, and again, I don't think Real Muto is gonna is gonna really ask for a lot. I mean, I, hopefully, you know, we're gonna sign him long term. You know, maybe like a five or six year deal. Um, but I really don't think it's gonna be, you know, a, a record breaking deal or anything. A yeah, really blockbuster. Don't. Just because I think he, you know he really likes it here. You know, we're still an up and coming team. Um, so.
0: Well, especially if you get another pitcher, not only okay, you gotta think. Jt Real Muto got. A, he had a ragtag rotation last year, and he didn't really have any pitchers to work with,
1: yep.
0: other than Aaron Nola. Yeah, Jake Arrieta was garbage last year. I'm gonna say that. Yeah. he needs to improve a lot.
1: Yeah,
0: but he is still a veteran, so I, I mean, you can work with him. Yeah, but other than that, the rest of the rotation was just hit or miss. Bad. Half of them weren't even there. Bad. So adding Wheeler and if you can add a Madison Bumgarner that gives JT Realmuto the capability to actually work with those rotational guys and actually get a set game plan. For sure, uh, it gives you the opportunity to plan around the teams. You watch video together, you plan around. You know what your set pitches are going to be. And
1: here's the thing too. I mean, and that's a great point. And the biggest thing for me is a lot of the time last year, you know, Realmuto had to do a lot of the work for the pitchers. He had to call most of the pitches for him. Exactly. So you know, if you get you know, a guy like Bumgarner. You know, you bring in Wheeler. You know, you already have Arietta there and Nola. You know, all those guys. You know, know what they want to do. So, you know, Real Muto only. You know,
0: suggests
1: right. He only suggests, and that's you know. Well, I mean, he
0: he is good at what he does, and he knows how to game plan. But if a pitcher is feeling it with one pitch, that Madison Bumgarner would know to wave off. Be like, no, I am throwing this right now. Exactly. I want to strike him
1: out. Exactly. And that's the biggest thing. Last, you know, last year, you know, Real Muto had to do a lot of the work, and you know, if if you know. If if all goes to plan, you know, real Muto only has to do the work, you know, every fifth day because you know we don't know who our fifth star is going to be. Probably Eflin because you know he was the most consistent last year. You know, I don't want Pavetta or Velasquez in there. They're they're both terrible. And um, move Velasquez to the bullpen. I wouldn't hate that. Right. You know, I, and I don't even I don't even know what to do with Pavetta at this point. I don't really care. Um, but you know, if you only have to do that for one day every five. And well, that also it gives your helps. backup
0: catcher a chance to play, right? And give Real Muto some well-needed rest, right?
1: And it just helps you, like mentally. You know, I mean, he he had his best year statistically last year, Real Muto. That can only go higher, in my opinion. Um, he had twenty-five homers, uh, He hit two seventy or two eighty, I believe. Um, so, you know, I, I think that can even be better. Uh, you know, with the help of the pitchers, so we'll have to see. Um, but I like what they're doing so far, man. Really do.
0: All right. Do we actually just talk good things about the Phillies?
1: Yeah, that's a rare, that's a rare occurrence.
0: Well, I mean, and you know, you got to remember, like, we can't rip on Joe Girardi like we ripped on Gabe Kapler.
1: I already trust Gabe. I already trust Girardi more than I did Gabe Kapler.
0: And yeah, he was here for two years. Yeah, Girardi's yeah. been Girardi's been here. Girardi's
1: been here for Hasn't like, even two suited months, up two months.
0: <laughs> Only time he wore a jersey was when he got <laughs> when he got introduced. introduced. Yeah. <laughs>
1: But it was
0: great. Remember when Gabe Kapler got booed when he got introduced to San Francisco? That was pretty awesome. I loved it.
1: How do you go from Bruce Bochy to Gabe Kapler? You should be ashamed. Say, uh, no. Your
0: front office wants to tank.
1: You should. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's uh, what, what else. What else could your be what, like? What What would your mentality be?
0: Gabe Kapler's in the locker and room. saying, huh,
1: Gabe Kapler's a pretty good manager. Gabe Let's Kapler's
0: going to go into the locker room and just be like, all right, guys. Here's my secret weapon. Coconut oil.
1: <laughs> you want these pecs? I got you.
0: Coconut oil. <laughs> you want to pitch like Hector Neris? I got Coconut you. Coconut oil, baby.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Alright. Well, I think on that note we can we can leave on a positive note. This one wasn't a depressed show. Wow, this
1: is a rare occurrence. Test. I know, like
0: it's been a while. Like the Eagles have really killed us this year. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm still not thrilled, but I can't say that that overtime winning touchdown didn't make me jump up right off of the couch.
1: Yeah, definitely. I was, I mean, obviously a much needed win and hopefully they can carry this for the next three games because God goes, God knows we need it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean. Wentz,
1: keep playing like this, man. Cause when you play like this, you're a God. It's hot. It is. It's so hot.
0: Also, congratulations on the daughter.
1: Oh yeah. yeah he's having a daughter. They, oh yeah. I saw that on Instagram. A, uh, they shot they were shooting like football. Skeet shoot he, and they, he skeet shot a football. Yeah, and they and the first one didn't even work. <laughs> <laughs> and the second one was, oh yeah, congrats, man. Even though you're not listening, but whatever. Dude, who cares? It, I it, just love I don't so have, much. I don't
0: have to be angry with him anymore. Yes. I mean I was never, but a lot of people were, so uh, I wasn't like pissed beyond belief, but like there were a couple games that were definitely on him. But, you, you know, seeing that 2nd half performance makes me realize, you know, he took everything that happened into consideration. Yep. And if you can make plays with that little tiny receiving core that no one's ever heard of, Yep. you can do it at any time, anywhere. Yep. And you know what? Maybe you found your groove, and goddamn, you better stay on that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and defense, get your head out of your asses.
0: Oh, God. Okay, I don't even know. No, 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 no. Positive, positive, yeah, positive, positive vibes. Positive, positive vibes. vibes. I'm sorry. Vibe check, Chippy. Vibe check. All right. How about Fletcher Cox? You know? Yeah. Right.
1: <laughs> God, oh man,
0: Fletcher. Oh God. All right. <laughs> We've reached our destination for the day. We'd like to thank you for listening to the Bandwagon Podcast. Go to phlsportsnation.com for all your Philly sports wants, needs, desires. you got the Phillies, Sixers, Eagles, Flyers, Union, College, whatever you need, we got it. Uh, go to the podcast tab and follow the bandwagon, PHL Bandwagon. Uh, follow us on Twitter at PHLTheBandwagon. Follow us on Facebook at PHLTheBandwagon. You can follow me at PHLRyanMichaels, Chip at PHLChipTiernan. And we'd like to thank Steve Schmidt for coming, coming along on the ride today. That was a really great talk. Uh, he's Schmidtie324 on Twitter. And go ahead and uh, follow the Any Podcast and this, the Disciples of Ed show. Again, thanks for hopping on. We'll see you all at the next stop.